Seasick and shivering, Thomas Blacksburg peered out from beneath the orange lifeboat canopy, watching helplessly as the powerful Benguela current swept him north up the coast of Namibia. For hours, he'd been within sight of the skeleton coast, that savage, wave-battered portion of the West African shore stretching between Angola to the north and Swakopmund to the south. Through ghostly filaments of fog that drifted around the boat, Blacksburg could make out the distant shore and the camel's back outline of towering, buff-colored dunes. To his horror, the land appeared to be receding. Having been brought tantalizingly close to salvation, the current was now tugging him back out into the fierce Atlantic. A leviathan wave powered up under the boat, permitting Blacksburg a view of houses strung out like pastel-colored beads. Impossible, he thought. This far north there was nothing but the vast, inhospitable terrain of the Namib Desert, an undulating dunescape stretching inland all the way to the flat, sun-blasted wasteland of the Atosha Pan. Blacksburg calculated his options and found them few. So suddenly and fiercely had the storm struck the night before that no distress call had gone out from the ill-fated yacht Obimi. With the captain knocked overboard and the boat taking on water, Blacksburg and his employer, Horace de Groot, had been too busy trying to launch the lifeboat to radio for help. The Obimi wasn't expected in Angola until the following Friday. No one was looking yet. When they did look, there would be nothing to find. He was the sole survivor. The settlement in the dunes appeared to be his only chance. Checking to make sure the leather pouch strapped across his chest was still secure, he dove into the water. Hours passed before finally he hauled himself ashore and collapsed, half dead, onto the sand. The fog had lifted, revealing a narrow beach hemmed in between two vast oceans. To the west, the wild Atlantic, and to the east, an unbroken sea of dunes that rose in undulating waves of buff and ochre and gold. Silence reigned. The hiss and thunder of the surf was punctuated only by the cries of cormorants and the plaintive lamentations of gulls. Believing that he'd overshot the settlement he'd glimpsed from the boat, Blacksburg trudged south. Fatigue dogged him and acted on his brain like a psychedelic drug. Retinues of ghost crabs, fleet, translucent carrion eaters with eyes on stalks, seemed to scurry in his footprints with malevolent intent. Once he thought he glimpsed a spidery-limbed figure traversing the high dunes, but the image passed so quickly across his retina that it might have been anything. Strands of kelp animated by the incessant wind or a small swirling maelstrom of sand— that his exhausted mind assigned a vaguely human form. The hyena slinking toward him, though, was no trickery of vision. A sloping, muscular beast with furrowed lips and seething, teary eyes, it angled languidly down the dune face, its brown and black fur hackled high, its hot gaze raw and lurid.